Hello and welcome. I'm Stephanie Matthews with MagicalMothering.com and I also have a Magical Mothering private community on Patreon.com forward slash Magical Mothering. I've gotten a couple messages around, is it too late to do my intention since the new moon happened a few days ago? So I want to share, when we see goddess imagery, when we see goddess imagery, there's this aspect of Okay. When we see goddess imagery of the crescent moon shape, there's this aspect of um, allowing and there's this desire of when the crescent moon kind of turns where we can see it almost as if it's a bowl shape in the sky. So yesterday it was almost there. Today, it will be perfect. And when it has this crescent moon where it's moving in the sky and it's almost like a vessel, we often see this in goddess imagery where there's the crescent moon on top of a woman's head and it's, you know, the, it's like a bowl on top of her head. This is the perfect time to be planting intentions into that vessel like space. Um, this is really an important aspect because um, like I've been talking about, when we utilize the new moon and we set intentions in a space of awareness, of consciousness, not from a space of being feeding, being fed off from our entities and our entities making these collaborations or co-creations for us, which I do want to talk more about then there is this beautiful space of receiving in about six months from now on a full moon. And it's really amazing if we allow for the energetics of this physical embodiment, if we really take into account that we are a physical embodiment, okay? If we really take into account that we are a embodiment of something that is used to experiencing only that which it is in instant timing, in instant space and time. And so now we're experiencing only contrast to that. And it is a delayed response in this physical heavier vibrational field. There is an excitement though that comes with that in this ability to allow for ourselves to shift into a space of being allowing. For us to shift into a space where we are being receiving. We are shifting into a space where we are knowing our innate nature, our embodiment, whether you know what you are embodying or not, there's this aspect of really being present to that embodiment. 
to the theme of contrast that you experience over and over and over again. And to integrate that. And this word integration, I find very similar in vibrational quality to ascension. When we talk and hear about ascended masters, for me, the word integration, integration of their embodiment, integration of their theme, integration of their contrast, integration of their experience, integration of all of themselves, integration of all of their experiences, this feels so much more in alignment than this far away thing of nirvana or ascension in a way that we can psychologically understand because we have more of that knowledge. We have more of the communication. We are more literate people than 2000 years ago. The majority of people are able to understand and comprehend on a psychological level, at least with some awareness what is going on, even if they still don't have emotional regulation or behavioral regulation. So when, when an aspect of ourselves arises, say for example, we have a memory of a teenager part of ourselves, or we have a memory from in at 12, okay? And we have a memory, it's very specific. We remember all the details suddenly and we go, oh my gosh, I haven't thought about that in years. This is a integration opportunity. We get an opportunity to take into ourselves that memory, that moment in time, and we get to understand on a profound level that it is time for this memory, and if not that whole age, to be integrated, accepted, received, allowed. These are the divine feminine qualities when usually, when we have these experiences come up, we want to push away, we want to assert, we want to control, we want to dominate, we want to have power over these circumstances, most likely because we felt powerless within these circumstances. And so it is such a beautiful gift to receive and to allow and to create sacred space of integration of these pieces and parts of ourself. So I mentioned earlier about entities. Entities are the things, the energies, the beings that feed off of usually low vibrational or what we would consider negative or bad feelings. Fear, grief, sadness, depression, anxiety, um, loneliness, deceit, manipulation, greed, 
lies, um, those types of things. So most people I encounter have entities attached to them. Um, I have actually yet to meet anyone who does not have an entity attached to them. I do entity removals a lot when I'm physically set up in my booth space. People will come in and I'm like, can I um, use this black tourmaline on you? Because I don't want that particular entity in my space. I didn't quite realize that that was the reasoning behind it, but I am becoming more conscious of my intuitive behaviors and starting to process them in a part of my brain that I can give them words and reasoning. Um, whereas before they were just intuitive actions and behaviors and I trusted them fully because they were really just for myself. So I didn't need to have words to express them. Um, but as I'm utilizing a lot more of these tools, especially physically in goddess camp, there's this aspect of wanting to be able to communicate more fully. I do have a desire to communicate more fully how and why I use herbal medicines and why it's so different from maybe other ways that it's commonly used. And so I am becoming more aware of my own process, my own intuitive process and how it resonates with me and how I can translate and communicate that more effectively. Because as I tap into my own energetic energies and I'm able to communicate them more clearly, when I tap into other people's energetic energies, I'm just gonna have more words and an ability to communicate those better as well. So with entities, a lot of the times entities became attached to us as very young children, um, oftentimes, they would scare us or we would see things. Um, I was sharing with my sister the other day that as I would have to get up out of bed from my bed to the kitchen to go get a cup of water, it was a terrifying experience for me. It was not something that was comfortable to do. I literally felt like I had to have water and I had forgotten. Suddenly I was thirsty because I was distracted all day and I did not drink water or I was suddenly really hungry and I, we were always allowed to go eat an apple or a slice of bread. And sometimes when I would just lay down, I would realize that I was these things, hungry or thirsty. Um, and so it would take so much energy to get out of bed because I knew what was waiting for me. I could see physically with my eyes. And I believe a lot of children can see these entities with their physical eyes, which is why they tell us there's monsters in the uh, closet or under their beds or in the dark. Children, I believe, are more open and attuned to this until they realize that nobody around them can see them. And so they begin to shut them off because it makes others uncomfortable when they bring them up so they slowly dim their ability to see fully. I think in other indigenous, I believe that in other indigenous cultures this was actually praised, it was honored, 
when a child saw something, they would say, what does it look like? Can you describe it to me? How does it feel to you? It was honored and the children were then honed in and made to uh, feel willing and able to receive that honor of being able to share what these things look like. And then usually the medicine man or the shaman would be able to confirm because they had not lost these abilities. Because again, there was an honoring of these aspects and abilities. Um, in our culture, things that are scary, there's a, there's a big influx of like horror films in especially the Western United States um, like in the Western worlds, in the America, especially, I know China makes a lot of horror films. Those horror films actually have entities that are attached to them that then get attached to us depending on the level of uh, fear that ignites within us. So these are huge entities that spread this feeling so that they can feed off of all of these people simultaneously energizing and feeding themselves and fueling themselves until the next feed that they're going to get maybe when the next movie's released or things like that. All of this stuff is making more sense to me in a way that I communicate it. So if it's still unclear, please feel free to reach out. I love messages, I love questions, I love comments, um, because it just helps me be able to explain in a better way. So when we look at entities, there is this aspect of sometimes we will wake up in a nightmare or we'll have a sensation of sheer dread come across us. And if we allow for that dread or that fear, to take root in us, then that entity can plug back in and feed off of that. Um, there's energies in the cosmos. Again, all of the energies in the cosmos have been birthed to experience either that, that which they are not. So it's not that entities are bad. I personally do not want entities attached to myself because I am choosing to remember my embodiment and to consciously have a vibrational frequency that is in alignment with my embodiment once again, rather than choosing the contrast. People have the choice to choose the contrast. And while that may make us sad or feel um, hurt for them or to be like, I don't know why they're, they're just, they won't wake up. You know, these kinds of words are used a lot in the spiritual communities. And I want us to recognize that it is a choice. Some of us are in these lifetimes that we are here to remember our embodiments. We are here as light workers and star seeds to remember who and what we are. And I think of this when I think of the number 1.4 million people is as a Lemurian high priestess, what I physically put into in, in physical forms, embodiments that came into physical forms. I now have a very clear understanding that my role here, if I so choose, 
and I could not choose it. I could decide to do it in my next lifetime or many times after that, but I am excited to choose to allow for my embodiment to remember and to reconnect with my children. And I have a lot of people. I find it amazing that my business is called Magical Mothering. I have a lot of women who reach out to me and just acknowledge that they see me as a mother figure, that I've done some unconditionally love and accepting towards them. And they feel the love and nourishment and mothering from me. And that is a remembering process for them to know that they originally came from a cosmic mother who I initiated them into physical form. And it was a mothering process. I birthed them into the physical form through a ritual process. And I'm still putting words to that ritual process. And it's, and it, it's exciting. It's an exciting aspect of seeing how and what these, these processes were and are because we're still experiencing them on a dimensional level in our multiple lifetimes. So entities, <laughs> roundabout, uh, entities. If you do not want entity attachments, I this is something that I'm going to be focusing a lot on in the Halloween goddess camp or the Samhain goddess camp, simply because the veil is going to be so wide open. I will have the support of all of your ancestors, your guides, um, I will just have more access to the power of the veil being open for those entities to be removed in a way that will be highly, highly um, effective if you so choose to, not, to no longer have them attached to you. So this is something that I'm very excited about because I feel most people are walking around with their energy drained, with disease, with this out of alignment with this off-kilterness, and I'm excited to offer this experience at Goddess Camp this coming Halloween or Samhain. So that is in about five weeks from now, and um, four weeks from now, it's going fast. I, I have those tickets available on the website, magicalmothering.com forward slash Goddess Camp. If you're interested in coming, uh, you can bring your kids. It's an additional $100, $111 for each child, or you can come just as yourself. Um, kids are absolutely welcome. The kids that were here had a blast last time. My kids, we create safe space for them, um, or you can come on your own if your children are adults, or if you just would like your own space at Goddess Camp. All right. So I think that is all for today. Thank you for being here with me. I am so grateful for you. And please reach out if you have any questions or things that come up through this experience. I'll see you all tomorrow.